0: Usually on Tuesday, it's Tuesday, right? Oh, Lord, I didn't even my phone. Um, Tuesdays we do Match Me Abroad, but as you guys know, April is traveling, and she's in Iceland, and her travel day is today, so we're going to do it tomorrow at 2.30. So in the meantime, there's another new show, The Other Way, season five, episode one, Far Trek, The Next Generation. So we're going to cover that uh, today, as well as tomorrow, we'll be catching up on before the 90 days. It's a lot of 90-day stuff going on. Anyways, you guys, hi! Oh, wow. Just wow. Uh, bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show. It's much appreciated. Super Chat, Super Stickers available. Shout out to the live chat. Uh, I see Drea in the house, and Connie, and Natata, and Diana. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You guys go ahead and like and subscribe, all the great things. And we are going to Oh, from New Orleans. Hi, Pam. Pam with the bad hair. I love that name. Uh, Stevie's in the house. I love it. You guys, let me tell you something. Vanessa, let me tell you something. You know that saying, and you guys know how I am with saying, but I think I have this one right. TLC has their foot on her neck. It's all like one day. It's just going to be 90 day fiance all day, every day. That's it. There are so many 90-day shows going on right now. It's like, oh my god, and then there's more coming. It's like they want us to watch some type of 90-day fiancé or a spin-off all the time. Because we have right now, Before the 90 days going, we have The Other Way going, we have Match Me Abroad going. I mean, what am I missing? I'm sure I'm missing something. It's like non-stop. It's non-stop. That's why I'm behind on one, one show. Um, Before the 90 Days, that's why I'm behind. Because it's like two hours you know it's two hours of your day anyhow i'm all in i'm all in it's non-stop but i'm all in anyhow let's jump into it because woo love and paradise thank you Lori. that's love all of it it's just a whole mess we did a really great interview with april um and jordan the other day and woo do i have some tea my Patreon subscribers. If you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. Um, There's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be said. All right. Let's get into this couple right here, because all I can tell you right now is that they need therapy. Like I don't care about anything else. They need therapy. They need therapy. And the more I watched them, the more I was like, this is ridiculous oh yeah the last resort is coming yes no see what is that now what are we to six right now craziness okay so brandon 23 mary 23 both of them are trauma bonding and i don't know like out the gate i was like oh no oh no we're not gonna do a whole season of these two yahoos are we because these two yahoos are a hot mess A hot mess. Okay, you guys, there's just so much to say. I don't even know where to begin. So can you imagine? First of all, they both don't work as far as I'm concerned. Because how are you FaceTiming or whatever you're doing, video chatting, 24 hours a day, every day for two years? Meanwhile, one lives in an RV. The other one lives with her grandparents. And some of the stuff that she said, I was just like, the two of you should not be together what I think this relationship is about to be, in my humble opinion, because I watch all the true crime, but this is about to be on the ID channel. Brandon's about to go to the Philippines and Brandon's not coming back because Brandon's gonna be chopped up in some rice field somewhere. Because this one here, Mary, unstable. And I get it. She told us her little backstory and I get it, but that doesn't mean you go ahead and trauma bond with someone who has the exact same trauma as you, which is the abandonment issue. It's wild. So the opening scene for these two, when he was pooping in front of her, when he put the his phone down and you guys, you know me, like I'm just, I'm not a germaphobe. I just don't like stupid shit, pun intended. <laughs> Anywho, so he puts the phone down. And he's like in an RV and there's no running water. So he has to put the water into the toilet. I didn't see him personally wash his hands. And then he picked up his phone, continued to video chat as she watched him poop. They eat together, they cook together, they shower together, phone sex, all the things, all via video chat 24 seven. And I know one of you is going to know, I think there was like a movie. And I think it was... um, I think that was, I don't know, it was a movie where the people were like, watch 24-7. And this is like the low budget version of that. So they've never met in real life. Allegedly, they've been dating for two years. So they've been doing this 24-7 thing for two years. And uh, we get a little bit of Brandon's backstory. So Brandon's backstory um, is that he lives with his godmom and his goddad, caitlin and Ryan. And he lives in the RV on their property. He doesn't pay rent, right? And I feel like he doesn't pay rent because he doesn't have a job. Um, but he helps with chores. So he will go to the main house and say, Hey, what do you need done today? And then that's how he like uh keeps his upkeep. That's how you say it. So <clears throat> We also find out that he doesn't get along with his family. Um, and when he was 15 years old, and don't forget, he's only 23, He, the mom lost custody because of a drug issue. She was a drug addict. So he got shipped off to his dad, and his two half-siblings got shipped off to foster care. Didn't get along with his dad. It sounded to me like he didn't like the rules and regulations uh, that his dad had. So he's like, we didn't get along. So after three years, that would make him 18. He's an legally an adult in the U.S. I think that's right. 18, right? <clears throat> um, he kind of just hopped around, hopped around till he was 21 when he ended up moving in with, well, moving to his godparents. And okay, so right there is where i feel like the therapy should have come in so not only are you dealing with abandonment issues and probably some um anger issues between your mom you know choosing drugs over you and your dad being extra strict and you having to leave the state and leave your siblings and all the things um you're also like are you working so like this whole thing is screaming therapy screaming trauma and Then instead of dealing with it, you find a girl who is dealing with the same trauma as you. And we'll get to that as well. So the two of you are equally insecure. You're equally jealous. You're equally toxic. And so you put two toxic people together. You're going to have a healthy relationship. That is a rhetorical question because we all already know the answer. So. Becca said that. that That's the show. Drea, that's the show. The Truman show. That's what it was. With Jim Carrey. Right? Where there was all like the cameras all over the place. But this is like the low budget version between Brandon and Mary. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Mary's going to be the villain this season. You can already see it because you can already see the manipulation that's going on here. You can see how she's isolating him from his family, yet she's running him up, doing whatever she wants. And she's a liar. She just straight out has been lying. Okay. So he says that they met online. So he got out of a relationship because that girl cheated on him. And he immediately went online, found Mary and thinks that she's a wonderful person and they fell in love online. Well, you fell in love because you were lonely. And if you guys think about it, because I've been putting the whole time frame together, you think about it, what was two years ago? We were in the midst of a pandemic. So he couldn't even really go anywhere anyway. So they kept each other company via online during the pandemic. So now they think that they are in love now they think that they're in this wonderful relationship when really the two of you aren't doing anything about anything okay and i wonder and i'm wondering if you guys think so do you think some of this has to do with the fact that they're both super young 23 years old because they're a young 23. do you know what i mean like we've met some other like 23 24 year olds that seem a little bit more mature and a little bit more sophisticated but these two ding-dongs just like what Anyways, he fell in love with Mary, thinks she's a wonderful person, talks about how she was in school. She used to be a like, not professional, but like a semi-professional dancer. She does volunteer work. She teaches young kids about the Bible. And um, over the two years, you know, he's been saving up because he's saying it's costing him a couple of thousand to go to the Philippines. Now he didn't really specify, but I do have this question. So you saved the two thousand to get your ticket but you say you're moving there so what monies do you have to sustain yourself and your girlfriend because you guys both don't work and now you're going to be in real life in person not off of someone else's free wi-fi i'm not saying that that's the case but i'm saying if he's living at his godparents house they probably have wi-fi and so that's why he's got no bills he's probably eating for free he's pooping for free and he's living in this rv so $2,000 for your ticket is not going to cut it. Like, what is your plan? The both of you, what is your plan? Because I'm going to get to marry as well, but like y'all are tripping seriously. So he's got enough money to go to the Philippines and he keeps saying he's moving there. And sometimes I wonder on this show what they, they think moving is right. Because as someone that travels a lot, even if I spend 30 days somewhere, that doesn't mean I've moved there. I spent a month there. I don't live there. When Tiffany, remember Tiffany and Ronald? Because we're going to get to South Africa shortly. But when Tiffany says she was moving to South Africa and she stayed there for like a month, that's not moving, y'all, okay? And I see his RV and it's a hot mess and it doesn't look like he's tried to pack anything. So, I, I mean, you're going on a trip is what you're doing. So he is quote unquote moving there to be with Mary because his words he's they're obsessed with each other. Now we're grown here, right? We're all grown folks here. That is not a word you use in a relationship. That you're obsessed. You're obsessed. I think there is a, a ID show called Obsessed Killer Killer Spouses. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys, this is true crime, for real. We're seeing the backstory. We're seeing the prelude to crazy drama. And I just feel like Mary's unstable. So what you're not about to see, you wouldn't see me getting on any type of plane when this girl is like laughing one minute and crying next minute and like giving like dagger eyes every five seconds. Oh, no, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. So... obsessed with each other. And then this is where I got super grossed out because again, and no judgment, but really, I'm going to judge you on this part. So you literally said that you got a t shirt all sweaty or a few of them. And you left it all nasty and dirty. And you wrapped it up, you put it in the mail. So that you're like, disgusting, sweaty, smelly DNA can be on that shirt and then you sent it to her and she did the same thing and sent it to you and now you you put your fresh clean head on these dirty clothes so that you can smell each other's stink how old are you two because this sounds just terrible it sounds terrible it sounds terrible it's not like no <clears throat> i bought a new shirt i put a, a couple of squirts of the cologne that i like to wear on it and i sent it off no you ran around your rv probably didn't shower for a couple of days, and then you sent that nastiness over and then she's sleeping with it. Y'all are gross. Y'all are just gross. You're grossing me out. And that does not sound attractive to me. So, that was the first red flag. Well, not that was one of many red flags, but in this little segment, that was a red flag. The second red flag is are you all kidding me that she has multiple tattoos of his name on her body? Now, again, I'm going to reference true crime. What I'm not about to do is put a tattoo and multiple tattoos of someone who I've never met on my body that is there forever. Yeah, I mean, you can get them removed and all that stuff, but... Does that not scream crazy to you? Yes, you guys are obsessed, but obsessed in a bad way. That is lunatic behavior. I own you. (laughs) I own you. And like, okay, I want to do a reference. Silence of the Lamb. You guys know what, what line I'm talking about. Something like, there will be no water for you. (laughs) Because I want to put my skin on on you. You know what I mean? That line was wild. That's what's happening here. Clarissa, Clarissa will be in the basement. mary's gonna have brandon in some kind of crazy situation all locked away (laughs) okay yes put the lotion in the basket clarissa (laughs) Let me behave myself. Okay. So, <clears throat> it's not funny. By the way, it's not funny. I shouldn't be laughing. Uh, toxic relationships are not funny. But this was just a whole lot. Like, they they threw this at us in the first 10 minutes. I, that's why I was like, TLC has their neck on us. Because I'm all in. Because the drama this season, like, they, they came out the gate. They're like, episode one? Let's roll us in. Um... Let's roll this in. They're going to be stuck on the nonsense. I am. I'm stuck. Okay. So <clears throat> they also fight a lot, which makes no sense to me because like, just hang up the phone. Like, what are you fighting about? Y'all don't even know each other. You've never even met. So what exactly are you fighting about? Oh, you're fighting because you two are insecure and jealous and toxic and should not be in a, a quote unquote relationship together. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, he can't go out. He can't to talk to any women, not any women at all because she gets jealous and she feels like he he's quote, too friendly to other girls. So he sees the red flags, he says, but he loves her so much. So you see the red flags, but you're ignoring them. That's a red flag in and of itself. If you see a red flag flagging and you're just like, mm, that's all right. Cause I love her. Okay. Brandon goes ahead and says that he knows it's a tumultuous relationship and that's toxic, but he's still moving. He's going to be there in two weeks. Oh my God. So he goes to the dentist. He's on his way to the dentist because, you know, he's trying to get all fixed up before his big move to the Philippines. And of course, she's on the phone with him FaceTiming. And they talk about how they've both been cheated on. And so they're both very insecure, which we already could tell in the first five minutes, Um, and I was like, okay, so you're acknowledging that you guys are toxic, you're acknowledging that you're insecure, you're acknowledging that you're over jealous, so that's really a way to lean in to the dysfunction, is it not? Y'all are like leaned all the way in into the dysfunction, and I think that someone needs to stop them immediately, if not sooner. I feel like I'm blurry. Oh, there you go. That's better. Um, <clears throat> so because it's been two years and he hasn't really talked to other women because he's prohibited, which also like she's in the Philippines, do what you want. Go ahead and shut off the FaceTime and live a proper life. How about that? But instead, you're leaning more into the trauma and more into the dysfunction, and so you're going to become one of those people that you don't know how to talk to anybody else but your toxic significant other. That doesn't make sense. So he says he tenses up around other women because of Mary and because he hasn't been talking to other women. Make it make sense, y'all. Make it make sense. So he's at the dentist. The dentist is a beautiful young woman, and she starts crying because first of all, the dentist is like, what is this? How long have you guys been together? Is that your first love? And he's like, no, that's not my first love. She starts crying. And you guys, the crying that she's doing, you realize that that's a form of manipulation, right? Because anytime she doesn't like something, she starts crying. Instead of addressing the issue and communicating because they don't know how to communicate, because this is a bullshit relationship built off of trauma bonding. Instead of using her words and communicating, she cries, which is a seriously form it's a serious form of manipulation. Because then what does he do? Oh my god, you're crying. What did I do? You didn't do anything, Brandon. You got you're trying to get your teeth cleaned. And this lunatic is crying because you said you were that uh, she was not your first love. Let me tell you, if there was ever a case to be made about therapy, this is the case right here. So he has to reel her back in because she's crying about not being his first love and I just thought it was ridiculous. So then we go head over to the Philippines and we meet Mary in her environment. Uh, She's riding what I call the water buffalo and only called a water buffalo because I remember from David and Annie and him having to buy the water buffalo, Uh, but she called it a uh, caribou. I think it might be the same thing, I don't know. Is it? One of y'all don't know. Um, She says that she's shy Uh, She lives with her grandparents. Um, She's really close to her brother. And one of the reasons is because when she was eight months old, her parents, both her father and her mother left her, abandoned her and her brother. And so she was raised by her grandparents. So she has a fear of abandonment. And so I get what she's saying. So she's saying that part of the reason that she's the way she is is because she's ultra shy and she has abandonment issues. Right. But why not deal with those issues instead of making those issues someone else's issues especially when they're not healthy enough mentally and and in terms of like life experiences why put that on someone else like why put that on someone else Why don't you deal with your own issues, come in as a whole person, and so you can be in a happy and healthy relationship? Because that's not what this is. Neither of you are happy. You're just trauma bonded together. So she talks about how um, her lifestyle is, like doing laundry in the river and the chores that she does, and she takes care of her nieces. Um, But... Again, that's all she's doing right now. And we find out a little bit later why that is. In the meantime, she says that she loves Brandon because Brandon reminded her of uh, Justin Bieber and Harry Potter, Americans. And the producer's like, well, but Harry Potter is British. And she's like, well, in the Philippines, we call all Canadians, all British people, and all Americans just American. Which I think is hilarious. Because they are all completely so different. Um, And then we find out that she's also a liar. So not only um, does she need therapy, not only does she have abandonment issues um, and she's shy, but she's also a liar, a straight, bold-faced liar. That's why I was like, I don't know if I'm having a hard time believing if she's really just shy and has fear of abandonment or if she's just a manipulator and she's using her, Um, situation to continue to manipulate people. Because you know how they say sometimes uh, in abusive situations, the abuse becomes the abuser because they haven't broken the cycle. And instead of doing the work in order to break the cycle because you know something's wrong, you do what's familiar to you and you then become the abuser. I don't know if it's that or not, but I do know she's a liar. So She doesn't let Brandon talk to any other females and he has to be 24 seven on this screen, on his phone, talking to her, everything that he does. Meanwhile, when she wants to go out with her friends and her three best friends are all guys, she unplugs the router and lies and says that the power went out. There was a power outage. Now, Y'all seen the friends. Brandon has nothing to worry about. I, I, if anything, she should be worried because I feel like they would be looking at Brandon like he's a snack. Okay, let me just stop. Let me just stop. I'm going to try to behave myself because I'm still only on the first couple. Okay. So. <clears throat> so. She goes, hangs out with her friends, and as she's talking, and they had some really cute names like pudding and gello. I was like, is it pudding and jello? I'm being an asshole right now, but I did like the names. I thought it was cute. So she is explaining that she's excited that Brandon is coming over uh to be with her. And we find out that uh she's a virgin, uh, very comes raised by her grandparents who are very re- religious. Uh, She grew up Catholic, and then she says she's never been touched, she's never been kissed, even though she had a boyfriend for, like, many years. Y'all never held hands? Y'all never hugged? Was this also an online relationship that he cheated? Because I'm trying to figure out, like, I get it. You're pure and you're doing all of that, but I don't think there was any... Religion that says you can't hug or hold hands. So when you say you haven't been touched, like I need, I need you to explain more what that two-year previous relationship looked like. Because right now, I'm going back to the last thing you did, and the last thing you did, you were, you were a liar, and you lied to all of us. So uh, I, I'm not saying that you're not the things that you're saying. I just want more clarification on exactly what that relationship was about. Because if it's the same type of relationship you have with Brandon where you've never met him in real life for two years, then that would make sense to me. So then we find out that she plays... Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. This is what pissed me the F off. Okay? Because you are a whole person in and of yourself. You make choices. Brandon hasn't even seen you in real life. You don't know this fool. And he doesn't know you. So you're going to tell me in this third world country where I'm sure scholarships are not a dime a dozen, you're going to tell me that you were in university and you were doing well and you were on a scholarship and you were studying some sciences, I didn't catch it, but some bachelor in science you were going for and you were also in a like a professional semi-professional dance group and because you danced so well you had a scholarship to go to school and study you're te- and then you were modeling so you were a student you were a dancer and you were a model all moving forward to to better your life you're telling me that you dropped that you stopped dancing because Brandon got jealous and didn't want you to dance. So you stopped dancing. Because you stopped dancing, you lost your scholarship. And because you lost your scholarship, you had to drop out of school. And then since you dropped out of school and you weren't doing shit with your life anyways, you decided you're gonna stop modeling as well. Uh, And you're blaming Brandon, the man that you've never met in real life, who you met during the pandemic, who you spend all the time on the, the phone with FaceTiming is, is that what you're trying to say? Is that what you're trying to say to me? So now you just sit home and do nothing all day but FaceTime and do your chores? What What, what is your life going to look like when Brandon gets there? I'm just curious. So you don't do shit, he don't do shit, and you're just going to not do shit together? Okay. Friends try to tell her, listen, you sound crazy, you sound ridiculous, and... You have this relationship where you have no trust. And if you have no trust, you can have no love. I was like, that is the wisest thing that her friends can tell her. The wisest thing. We go back over to Oregon. Brandon has invited his mom over and his siblings before he leaves because he wants to spend time with them. And we already know their history. They haven't spent a lot of time because his mom, you know what I learned as well, you guys. I mean, I don't know what it looks like and I don't know what I thought it looks like. But like, you just never know who's on drugs. Like his mom spoke eloquently and directly. And I just kept looking at her like you. She said she was a drug addict for 10 years and she lost her children over it. And they grew up in foster care. And I just I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, I guess you just don't never know who's on drugs. I think that my idea of what someone looks like is on on drugs is from all, like, the shows that I watch where it's, like, you know, the medics are, are sticking Narcan up. I don't know. I just was surprised. Anyhow, so mom and the siblings come over and uh, Kaylee and Angela, and they're just not impressed with this whole situation. They're not impressed with the whole situation. Mary's there listening, of course, on the FaceTime, but she's muted herself because the family doesn't get along with her. They don't like her. She doesn't like them. And part of the reason the family doesn't like her is because she's forbid Brandon to go spend time with them because the mom lives with roommates including the, the sister and they're females. And so maybe the female roommates or maybe the female friends, something will come. Listen right now. Listen to me right now, okay? Because the, the, you know the rest. It's stupid. Stupid. It's stupid. Listen to me right now. Brandon, listen to me right now. You're making the biggest mistake of your life by isolating your family who is trying to make amends and create a new and different dynamic in your family relationship with you to choose this woman that you've never know, you don't even really know in real life, you've never met her, and you're allowing her to make decisions in your life that are gonna affect your future because tomorrow is not promised. So your mom is not gonna be here all day, every day, and you're choosing not to spend time with her because this rando lunatic tells you that you can't. Listen, listen to me right now. You need to sit down and reevaluate some of the choices that you're making because it seems to me despite all that you've gone through brandon you have a pretty solid head on your shoulders do you need therapy 100 but you need to start making wise choices now at 23 because what you're not is you're not 18 you're 23 and when you blink you're going to be 30. stuck in the philippines doing god knows what uh brown says uh some people are highly functioning while on drugs thank you for sharing that because clearly i don't know anything about anything and Noam said i was a drug addict for 17 years lost my kids over it got my teaching career back later one kid back and had one more i'm now a teacher and a college instructor you know what Noam? thank you for sharing your story uh i appreciate that And I'm sorry if it sounds to me like I was stereotyping because I really don't know. And I I feel like I hope I prefaced it by that because I really did learn something from this episode. Like, I guess I thought it was one thing, but you just never know. So thank you for for sharing with us. Okay. So Jaden, who is Brandon's very young brother, said it the best. He said, you know, I feel like you're choosing Mary over your family and I miss you, brother. And that was a very, very sad situation, I thought. I thought if that doesn't wake him up, I don't know what is. And like, you can't even say he's like, what can I say? How can I say it politically right? You can't even say he's whipped. You know what I mean? He's not, cause they've never met. They don't even know if they're even compatible that way. They don't even know if they're gonna have chemistry in real life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you making all these life decisions About this woman that you have not ever met. Lord, 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 help me. Help me, Lord, help me. Help me, Rhonda, help me. Oh, my God. Okay, let me stop. All right. Moving on to Rapunzel. This is another just, I just don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know what to say anymore. All right, so Holly, 44, from Utah. Oh, God, you guys, this show is so wild. Okay, so from Utah, um, she gets a lot of attention, but most of it negative, she says, because she has uh, this hair situation going on um, where her hair is like 70 inches, so it goes like almost on the ground when she walks. Uh, She's a barber by trade, and she has ADHD. She's homeschooled. When she said homeschool, I thought of... uh, um, uh, What's his face? Debbie's son. Larissa, and I blocked him in my head. Larissa, Colt, Colty. Because, you know, Colty was homeschooled too, right? And so... I feel like there might be a little comparison there because she said she was homeschooled. So she's not really good uh, with social cues, but it's also made her be like a unique individual. Now, I got to pull this down because I really need you guys to see my reaction. So she said that she's been married two times before. Okay. And divorced both times. The first marriage lasted for two months. The second marriage lasted for 12 days and then they got it annulled. Now, I admittedly don't know anything about Jehovah Witnesses. I don't know anything about their religion or what they believe. I mean, I know little things, like they don't celebrate holidays and I think that they don't drink sodas. And um, I know from uh, history that... They don't like, um, they don't allow blood transfusions. Really, that's all I know. But I'm curious, and if anyone out there is a Joe witness, please feel free to let me know. But only let me know. I'm not, I'm not trying to like convert. I'm just trying to understand. Um, let me know if. Like what's the whole deal with getting married multiple times and not for extended, like, can you just get married whenever you want and get divorced whenever you want? Or is like, is it a thing? Cause I was shocked that she was Jehovah witness and also just married so quickly and divorced and annulled so quickly. I was shocked by that. Anyways, here's the other thing that was a little weird to me, but we're going to go with it. So she says that she's never really um, had, luck dating in Utah. So she likes to travel and date. Um, And then she said she met Wayne. But here's the thing that's weird to me is that if you're doing all this traveling, why didn't you meet someone in your travels? Because you didn't meet Wayne when you're traveling, even though you said you date and travel. You met Wayne on a Jehovah Witness dating app. Anyway, she went on a Jehovah Witness dating app because she feels like whatever she was doing before didn't work. So maybe if she meets someone that's in line and in tune with her values, that it might work. Wayne was married before, uh, didn't work for him. So, or he actually didn't say he's married before. Let me take that back. He said he was in relationships before, and they never worked out. So he thought he would try something different, which would be to go on a Jehovah Witness dating site. So. They met on this site. Uh, She went to visit him. He's from South Africa. He's 40, and now I'll pop their pictures up. Uh, Noam says, I know a lot of Jehovah Witnesses. They seem to be half out. They will get shunned. So, Noam, uh, answer the question about marriage and divorce. I'm very curious about that. So... Okay, so Wayne is a plumber from South Africa. He's 40 years old. Gnome um, says, I mean, this couple seems to be seeking to leave the religion. Her mom is fully in the organization, is going with them. They may have issues with the organization just by being in the show. Wow. 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 Huh, interesting. Um, so they have a similar story as Brandon and Mary, they fell in love by talking on the phone nonstop all day, every day. So like nine hours a day, 24 hours a day, sometimes not sleeping, just sitting on the phone, talking to each other. And that's how they fell in love. And again, we know that Wayne has a job. We know that Holly has a job. So I'm just trying to figure out how they sorted through that. But that's how they fell in love. Um, so they started video, video calling. And after six months of video calling, they realized that they had chemistry. And so she went to visit him. And she went to visit him in South Africa. And after three days, he knew immediately that she was the one. So he asked her to marry him. And she ran away. And he chased after her. And after he chased after her, she decided to say yes. That is quite the love story. (laughs) Listen, fool. That might've been a sign from God. If she's running away from you, as soon as you propose after three days, maybe you should just take that as a, hey, we shouldn't probably get married. I take my proposal back, I don't know. So we find out that Wayne doesn't like America, doesn't like American culture, has no plans to coming to America at all. So she is moving to South Africa, um, but she has, com- some cares and concerns because we know that there are certain places, not all of South Africa, but there are certain places just like there are certain places all across the world where um, there are is high crime. And I'm assuming that he's living in a high cut crime area because um, I'll just speak from my experience. So um, in Africa, it is very common for you to have a house in it to be gated. Um, for your own protection, whether it's like a really nice area or not a nice area, it's gated. So you're going to live in a gated type community. You're going to live in a gated house. You live in like apartment style lofts or flats. Again, it's it's all gated and it's for everyone's protection. So I'm not sure because we haven't seen really where he lives, whether it's just not a not gated area. But what we do know is that first time she went there, both of them got robbed Uh, We learned about the rolling blackouts and because there's such a power um, drain in South Africa that they shut the power off for a little while every day. Um, And after she left, he got robbed again for a second time. And so she's a little fearful. She's a little fearful. She wants to make sure that she's going to be safe and protected when she moves there. So again, I have a few questions about this couple. I think her friend brought her friend, the barber brought up some valid points. Like, Hey, it sounds to me like you make some crazy decisions and some spur of the moment decisions. And I will refer back to your two previous failed marriages that didn't even last, you know, more than 60 days combined. You know, maybe not get married. Maybe don't say yes after three days. Maybe maybe do the long distance thing for a year or so and see how that works out. Maybe go and not say you're moving there, but do it like a trial run for like three months and see how that works out before you actually get married. But no, that's not it because we're on 90 Day Fiance. So she's moving in two weeks to South Africa. Hasn't seen Wayne in six months, but they're going to get married Uh the week after she arrives. Her mom's coming with her, her mom's gonna be staying with her for three months and that's part of like the Jehovah Witness chaperone thing. Because um, when Jehovah Witnesses date, according to them, they need a chaperone. Now the here's the flip side. Wayne says as soon as they get married, which is a week after she arrives, he wants her mom to hit the road So we already see where the drama is going to be. Oh, you guys, this show is crazy. Now, the next couple, uh, Julio, who wants to be called Julio because he thinks it sounds more exotic. I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, I think maybe these two will work out, you guys. What do you think? Do you think these two might work out? I wasn't really feeling it at, at... but the more they talked about how they spent so much time together and they traveled a lot together and they met up everywhere. And now she's coming to meet the mom before he goes to move. I really do feel like they're doing it the right way. Anyways, Julio 27 from Brentwood, New York. Uh, He's a safety officer slash DJ Wiki. wiki, 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 wiki. Anyways. Uh, He grew up in the Dominican Republic, uh, raised by his mom, single mom. Uh, Mom had her own 90-day fiancé journey because she met a a dude in America when Julio was eight. So she moved to America to be with her her man. Um, But she said, you know, I'm not leaving without my son. So that's how he ended up uh, in the United States. But he had a hard time growing up because he didn't know the language. So in order to help him through that, he started DJing and started listening to music and being more involved in music. And then he said that he started DJing at 15. And I I was like, "Ah." like, were you DJing for fun, like family functions, stuff like that? Because like, I do think that there are uh, child labor laws. Like, I don't think you could just be working at the club at 15. (laughs) y'all I'm on one today. I went to bed at eight o'clock yesterday. So I have so much energy and it's just so weird, but I was exhausted and I haven't gone to bed at eight o'clock since I was a child. And so I, I'm now understanding why child children are so like, I got all this energy. Let's go. Okay. Back to Julio. So he started traveling at 18, which I totally love about him. Um, he says like the world is a big place. And he wants to experience it. And I am all for that. I all, I'm all i like, if you can travel, travel. So he's been to 28 different countries, including Iceland and Thailand and Mexico. Uh, he's done bull riding and water rafting and all the things. And um, one of the things that I find interesting, just like I said about Rapunzel, Holly, is that Holly said she's a traveler and Julio said he's a traveler but Julio didn't meet Kirsten in his travels he met her while he was perusing online so like I don't know if I've just become a skeptic but I'm like why do you tell us all these backstories about how like you love to travel and you love to meet people but then like all the people you're meeting you're just meeting them online anyways Stumbled across her online, um, sent her a DM, some type of message. She responded, and it just went from there. Uh, they went back and forth with messaging, and after like two months, they met in real life. And it was literally like a blind date because they had never Facetime before, nothing. It was just text messages. Um, maybe some pictures sent. And so he didn't really know who she was, what she looked like in real life. And he flew halfway across the world to meet her, but um, they got along. So he went to Amsterdam, but when he got there, it was the pandemic. So they had to go on lockdown and quarantine together. So they quarantined together for a week at his hotel. And I guess they got to learn a lot about each other because, you know, five days, seven days, however long it was, um, just the two of you with someone that you've never met before. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot about that person. And so he feels like it fast tracked their relationship. And since then, every month they meet somewhere and like travel and spend a few days together. And then he went to Amsterdam for two months and lived with her and her family. And then he applied for residency and he's going to be moving there in three months. So I feel like they have a little bit of potential. Do you guys think they have potential? Let me know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the replay, in the comments. Um, One of the things that is a problem, and I just have to take a drink of water real quick. One of the things that's a real problem, though, is that him and his mom are super close. He is the self-proclaimed mama's boy, and he hasn't told his mom anything about his plans. And he has been keeping it a 100% secret from all of them, including some of his friends. So he meets up with his bestie, Vincent. And tells Vincent, hey, Kirsten's coming to the U.S. I'm excited. She's going to visit. And then when she leaves, I'm going to leave with her. And I'm leaving there because I'm moving to the Netherlands. And then Vincent is like, well, does your mom know? And this is a really good question because does your mom know she's coming? Yes, the mom knows that she's coming, but doesn't know that he's moving to the Netherlands with her. Here is where I always say this is where you are setting yourself up for a hot mess because he's setting up the situation that the mom and the girlfriend are going to be pitted against each other because the mom is automatically going to look at her like, Hey, you're taking my son away when instead of setting up his girlfriend for success, he's setting her up for failure, right? You know, you're close to your mom. You know, your, your mom is still like got you under her wing. You, I was not going to say that. I was going to say something totally different i'm so glad i caught myself you know that you said it was you and your mom alone and you know a lot oftentimes and it looks like in this situation like he's also like the male figure in her life and so she's that much more attached because it's only been them against the world Uh, (laughs) gnome says i saw a meme of this couple uh photo with jesse's face creeping into it that's hilarious That's hilarious. Okay. So I wish he would have, he would have set his girlfriend up for success because you can already see where the drama is going to be. The drama is going to be, the mom doesn't want him to go and he wants to go. And then the mom's going to have a problem, even though there should not be a problem with her. She seems lovely, but she's going to be the villain in the mom's mind because Julio didn't do what he was supposed to do. Um. So we also know that it's important because Julio never brings girlfriends home. And so to bring his girlfriend to meet his mom, the mom knows it's serious. And so the mom literally asks him straight to his face, you know, do you wanna live there? Do you wanna live in the Netherlands? And he pussyfoot[s] around the question and says, you know, you know, I always didn't really always want to live here. You know me. I've always wanted to, like, start my life. And Okay. So, yes. Yes? Yes, you want to live there? Is that your plan? Meanwhile, he just told his mom about this girl a few weeks ago, even though they've been together for, like, a year. And so the mom has already butthurt about that. feels like she is being left out, feels like her son doesn't trust her, all the things, right? So you're already setting your mom up to spin out into some type of tizzy against this girl. She hasn't even arrived yet. Now, (laughs) you guys, we go to the Netherlands and we meet Kristen. And that opening scene, TLC, Sharpen entertainment, y'all keep us on our toes. Did you guys see where the two buffaloes were mounting each other? Like that was the opening scene to Kristen's little village. I died of laughter, I died of laughter. So, um, Kristen's 24, Julio's 27. Um, she lives in a small village, she said three dozen people. I was like, did I hear that right? She, her Three dozen people live in your little village? What's the DJ going to do for a job out there? Um, If you have been to the Netherlands before, you know it is a heavy bike city, and it's so much fun, cobblestone and all. Um, So she doesn't have a car. She takes her bike everywhere, which also, by the way, just makes you stay a little bit more in shape because you're biking everywhere, and it's kind of fun. Um, She's like, you know... Uh, Dutch people are different than Americans. We're more straightforward, um, and so she's hoping that that's not going to be an issue with her American boyfriend. Um, she calls him Julio because he wants to come to the come to the Netherlands and feel exotic. So instead of Julio, she knows his name is Julio. She calls him Julio because he wants her to. Uh Brown Franz says their opening scenes are wild, wild girl, wild, wild, just wild. So <clears throat> she talks about how again her and Julio met up in Miami. They met up all over the place. Now she's going to New York. She's never been to New York. Um but she's curious. But she has no interest in living in the United States, not one bit. Uh, But she does want to go there and see how Julio grew up. And then this is the part that pissed me off. He's like, he mentioned he wants his mom and Kirsten to get along because he's not picking one or the other. Um, And I'm like, well, you set this up, you set them up for failure. And because he stepped out of failure, that's why you're already asking yourself that question because you know that you're going to be put in that situation. And then, then what? Then what? Hmm? Then what? Um, Though these people have not met each other, they are forming emotional attachments. That is why these people are feeling love before even physical meeting. You know, Pam with the bad hair, I, I totally get you. I totally get you. And and you're absolutely right. I am just of the belief that you can you can have all the emotional connection you want, but you are not in a real relationship until you have physically been in front of someone and spent real time in real life with them. I that's just what I believe. And unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, you will not change my mind. All of these online, listen, y'all, those of you guys that are regulars here, you already know what I'm about to say. You can be whoever you want to be online. You need to see what that person is like in their real environment, in their real day to day. You need to spend time with them, not like Brandon and Julia where it's just the oh, I know everything about you because i'm facetiming well no you really don't because you don't know how they interact with other people you only see them interacting in the environment that they're in via facetime it's not realistic you need to be face to face you guys need to hold hands walk down the street go to the restaurant see how that person treats this the wait staff you guys need to go to the beach and see if they like the sand in their shoes you guys need to spend the night see if that person snores you guys need to see how each other eats and and all the things right that that's a real relationship the up and the down in real life all of this like online i've never met them but i've been with them for seven years nonsense it's just it's nonsense to me and it tells me And I know this is a different show, but if it took you seven years to meet someone in real life, you really don't want to be with them. Because if you are so, like Pam says, emotionally connected, then you would try to make that happen sooner than later. All right. Last and certainly not least, one of my favorite couples, uh, because they're so unproblematic, are Armando and Kenny. They're back with Hannah. And, you know, really, I mean, honestly, they're going to be probably the most normal couple of the season their horseback riding and their little cowboy outfits looking super cute uh we get the backstory of you know they met seven years ago three and a half years long distance and then kenny moved to mexico they got married they've been married for two years they live in a small town in mexico they've traveled if you follow them on social media you'll see they went to canada Uh, Toronto, and then they went to uh, Mexico City. They did a lot of traveling over the last year, and Kenny really fell in love with Mexico City. And so he wants to move to Mexico City, but Armando does not, because Armando is a small-town guy, he's only ever lived in small towns, feels more comfortable, more safe there, Um, and so he's really not for it. The other issue between the two of them is that, you know, Armando's 34. He does have Hannah, who's nine, but he also wants to have another child. And Kenny is 60, and Kenny thought, hey, I already have four kids. I raised them. They're like 23 to 28, and I was done. So now this is something that is new, and I'm really not trying to do it. They've been on the fence for the last year and a half since their season, um, talking about, are we going to have another baby? Are we going to have another baby? Armando's like, all this time we're talking about it, we could have done it, which kind of makes sense. But if Kenny doesn't want, I don't, this is how I feel. And I could be totally wrong, but I feel like 60. Okay. So what? You're 60. Robert De Niro. I think he's like 80 something. He just had a baby. And what's, who's the other, who's his counterpart, Robert De Niro. And someone will tell me the other one, the two of them. He had a baby too, so I think they're like between seventy and their eighties. They both just had children, so I don't think it's an age thing per se. I think it's more of do you want to have children at that age? That's what it is, because it's clearly you guys can you oh. know still knock them out. Al Pacino, thanks, Lori. Yeah, Al Pacino, and Robert De Niro, both seventies and to the eighties, both just had children. So if you want it, you can. It can be done. So let's not. Play around and act like 60 is like oh my god i can't do it do you want to do it yes or no so that is going to be their drama um one of the things that i think armando is also worried about is moving to a big city mexico city specifically maybe he has like a stereotype in his head that it's high crime and you know drug infested and all of the things maybe but i feel like kenny is gonna show him that you know what any major city in any country is going to have crime. There we go. It's going to have crime and it's just a matter of how you maneuver and where you stay and how you live and what the places you go. So I agree with Kenny, like, yeah, you can live in your bubble, but if you're not leaving that bubble because of, fear, then that's not okay. But if you're like, Hey, I prefer, you know, farm life or I prefer small time, small time, small town living, then say that, but don't say it's because of fear because fear is going to stop you from living your best life. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to need Armando to clarify whether it's just like, Hey, I really prefer, like he said, he's a small town guy. I really prefer small towns over big cities because that's fair we like what we like but if it's like oh i'm scared i don't want to be in a big city because i'm scared then that's not good now you guys the other thing i wanted to mention is that kenny because you know he he's 60 but he looks like he could pass as like a 40 something right because kenny and i don't have his picture up here but you all know i hate to be this person but i'm gonna be this person uh Wayne is only 40, y'all. And in the episode, I was like, oh, he looks way older than 40. And I'm going to go there. I'm just going to put it out there. Kenny looks younger than him. And Kenny's like almost 20 years his senior. No, he is 20 years his senior. This dude is 40. Kenny is 60. That's 20 years. Anyways, the trick is his skincare routine. He says he switches up his products. And I've heard that before. I've heard that you can't let your skin get used to just one product. You've got to switch it up. So there you go. The key to eternal youthful looking skin is switching up your products. Okay. I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. Uh, did I talk about the baby? Can't remember. Anyways, yeah. He wants to have a baby, and they want to do it through surrogacy. And so part of also going to Mexico City is to go see the agencies about a potential baby. Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you guys for being here. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I will see you all back here tomorrow. Well, some of you guys back here tomorrow at 2.30 for Match Me Abroad and at 8pm 8 or 8.30, just depends, but 8 or 8.30 for uh, before the 90 days. We're catching it all up until tomorrow, you guys. Bye. Bye, Drea. Thank you so much for being here. appreciate all of you guys in the live chat.